You're listening to the Salesforce Marketing Cloud podcast for the UK financial services community. Our aim is to let you know what's happening, when it's happening, and how you can get involved. We'll keep it short and in downloadable form so that you can listen wherever you are. Hit subscribe to get notified of new episodes, news, and announcements. I'm Miles. And I'm Joe. And we're both here from Salesforce, but please keep in mind that all the views we express here are our own. That's right. Don't base any purchasing decisions based on what we say. Just sit back, enjoy and learn. So what are we talking about this week, Joe? Well, this week, Miles, I'm really excited to share that we're recapping Salesforce's biggest event of the year. For those that have never heard of it, it's Dreamforce. Now, I know we're going to have a deep dive with one of our solution engineers into what Dreamforce is all about. But for those that have never heard of it, let's catch up with one of our wonderful colleagues, Diego LaRocca, who's recently returned from Dreamforce, who can give us a little bit of an insight into why customers make the trip. First of all, um, I think it's about the experience and the vibes um, from from the event uh, and the event in the city. It really gives you the opportunity to, um, you know, immerse yourself in, in the Salesforce community and, you know, talk to your peers, other customers, partners, understand what they're doing. And um, yeah, also, you know, get, get, get yourself more familiar with the future of customer experience because we also make um, a lot of announcements and then the ecosystem. And then finally, I think, you know, for me, the most important is about, you know, the connections that you can build with um, speakers uh, or, you know, Salesforce uh, executives and the opportunity for customers to organize one-to-one deep dive sessions on roadmap, product development. Cool. So, Diego, what were some of the top takeaways for you at Dreamforce? Well, I mean, I think, first of all, um, Genie takes, you know, Salesforce CDP to the next level. Second, uh, I think the strategic partnerships that uh, we unveiled at Dreamforce. And, and finally, I think WhatsApp, you know, it's a renewed partnership and it was also reposted by Zuckerberg in person. Those were my key announcements from, uh, from, the, from Dreamforce. Very exciting times. I've been to Dreamforce a couple of times myself. I know, uh, I know the social side of things is also really important for networking. Did you, uh, did you enjoy some good parties out there? Did, you, did your customers enjoy themselves? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, what happens at Dreamforce stays at Dreamforce. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Well, at the beginning, you talked about why do people go and you said it's the vibe. Clearly, a lot of work gets done, but a lot of fun is had as well. Yeah, it's that magic, you know, that magic atmosphere that brings mm-hmm. together as you said you know the social aspect of the event with the technology with the business with the networking and the connections and the relationships you know everything blends together and yeah it's a great experience perfect thanks diego and just to recap for those that don't know it's hosted in san francisco and we have hundreds of thousands of attendees in person and across the digital platform who came to learn celebrate and be inspired yeah, and we had some big announcements, didn't we, Joe? There was uh, there was Genie, there was our customer data platform heavily, he- featuring heavily, and I think our CEOs were wearing bunny ears. Is that right? Did I hear that right? I think you did. I watched the playback and I did see it. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we have the wonderful Max Duval with us today. He's the VP of Solution Consulting here, and he's going to recap the highlights because he was there. So welcome, Max. Yeah, welcome, Max. Oh, great, great to be here, guys. Thanks, thanks for inviting me. Great, great to have you here. So, Max, look, you were there not for the first time, I understand. So, why, why don't you start by telling us what Dreamforce is all about? I mean, it was the twentieth anniversary, after all. Um, in case you didn't know, I so did. it was something a bit special. But I think, 
I think it was more special because we hadn't had one big physical marketing event in person, I mean, uh, since uh, well, pre-pandemic. So uh, there was this kind of big family reunion feeling, a bit of a special vibe going on, uh, going on in there. Um, and not only, not only because people just wanted all the swag that's available out there. <laughs> it sounds like you've got some treasured memories on the personal side, as well as having enjoyed it from a business point of view. Oh, definitely. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll keep the professional side of it today on the, on the podcast. Yeah, I, I don't think we've got long enough to talk about all the partying. I've heard some stories. It sounds phenomenal, really amazing. But it'd be great, Max, if you could share with us some of your top takeaways from Dreamforce this year. Yeah, sure. So um, the overarching announcement was Genie, indeed. This is where we announced the first real-time platform that helps you save money, time and grow revenue. How? It's predicated on the promise that we're now going to help our customer unify data from sales, services, commerce, IT and marketing to build a more real-time view of all your customers. Real time is the word you're going to hear me talk a lot about today because it's all about being giving access to that single customer view in real time. Again, to more detail in a sec. But essentially, the announcements put the entire platform on steroids. We've got a lovely acronym for us to remember what it does. It provides more air to, to our customer, air for more automation. Automation of workflow, business workflow can be delivered now in real time. Please do not count on many times I'm going to say real time. It's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> I, intelligence, all the intelligence capability can be now delivered in real time. You know, insight prediction, you name it. Every piece of AI we already have in the platform is becoming more efficient uh, as be because we can deliver those insights in real time. And then also, uh, are for the real-time aspects. So real-time applied to customer 360, what does it mean? It means, well, well from a sales perspective, you can now use real-time AI and automation to close your deals faster. Services, you know, connect and personalize every customer service experience in real-time. If I'm an agent and I'm on the phone with a customer, well, suddenly I can understand What's just happened to that customer? What are the, the, the last marketing touch point that they've interacted with? And so on and so on. But it works for the entire customer 360 in commerce. You're talking about personalizing the digital experience from discovery all the way to fulfillment. And finally, marketing, which I believe we're here to talk about more, and we will, uh, is that hyper personalization of the moment thanks to that unified real time uh, updating profile. I think. I mean, you tell me where you want to take this conversation. One thing I think is interesting is the how and the why, how it came together, you know, because it's one of the biggest announcements since we put CRM in the cloud. It's actually what Brett Taylor said when he announced it. 22 years ago, we put CRM in the cloud. That was big. Mm -hmm. 20 years, 22 years later, 20th uh, Dreamforce anniversary, we're talking about that new platform being released which is the second biggest announcement since then. I mean, it, it's quite something. So um, your, your seventh Dreamforce is by far and away got the biggest announcement. Is that fair to say? Yeah, 100%, 100%. It is, it is big and uh, it's big for several reasons. I guess I'll touch on the, I'll touch on the how 
we made that magic happen. Because if you look at the like, genie, behind genie, you get a lovely little bunny, you know, wearing a magician or... Uh, it's uh, like a, a wizard gown, isn't it? It's got a real Disney magical quality to it. Because Salesforce are known for their woodland animals, but we've uh, literally pulled a rabbit out of the hat this time, is what I... I like, I like that, Joe. I like that. There's <laughs> <laughs> so many puns that we can do now. It's so lovely. Um, but uh, the how we made it happen, how we went about building our genie capabilities started with an infrastructure change. Two years ago, for those of you who are familiar with the Salesforce infrastructure, we announced our Hyperforce platform. What was it? What did it mean? It meant we put our entire infrastructure onto public clouds, such as you know Google Cloud, Amazon, Alibaba. And the idea was that we could get things like data residency, security, privacy, compliance, all of that built in. But more, or as excitingly, maybe, scale. Tell me how much processing power you need, I will be able to deliver it to you. Initially, the core platform was designed for uh, a lot of things, but mainly evolving in a, around you know, B2B use cases. You know, we were doing CRM, sales and service, and we had a lovely transactional database sitting underneath that's been doing a great job for 20 years and got us through many tech revolution. But when you layer the explosion of data we see, the need to connect it together and all those use cases like marketing use cases where we want gigabyte and petabyte of data to be unified in order to personalize the moment in real time, we needed to revisit this. So we looked at some of the capabilities we, all, we already had built on Hyperforce, such as IOCDB, and we've expanded those capabilities to the rest of the platform. It was a brilliant move as I don't know any company who doesn't need to, to have a federated access to a unified profile to drive joined up customer experience across the board. And that goes beyond marketing touch points. That's incredible. I mean, there's so much that we need to unpack in all of that. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate a bit here. There are going to be people that are listening to this and saying, hey, Salesforce and the customer 360, that's nothing new. But I think the key point that you're making here is the real-time aspect. And that wherever you are in the business, whether you're in commerce, sales, marketing, everybody gets that 360 view of your customer, that unified profile at that specific moment in time. And that's where the power is. So that's correct, Joe. That's correct. But not only. So the real-time aspect is definitely forming part of the Genie announcement. And I'll touch on it a bit more in a minute. But there's also some of the updates we get around our CDP. Like, for instance, we just released a very easy to use, use you know, click, no code UI for you to, to, to set up all your data stream. You know, what data do you need in the platform? Click, click, and you get it set up. Do you need that data in real time? Yes or no? Yes, you need it. So, okay, let's set up those API endpoints. It's very, very easy to do. So, <clears throat> Real time when you need it is there for you. But also if you just focus on the CDP, which we, we can talk about a bit more in a minute, we got some very easy to use user experience now. You know, that's that's also some of the things that we bring to to the market. So are you saying that if you're part of the marketing department, you don't have to be a data scientist or a data engineer to be able to use these tools and run them on an ongoing basis? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, I tell you what, let me rewind a bit and tell you the why. Why we put that thing together, and then I can tell you, I can answer your question more, more precisely around uh, around uh, what it means for marketers. So first of all, why Genie, and 
one question for you that you probably have the answer of which application in the customer 360 which application we have do you think is the first one we built on genie that's powered by genie the customer data platform surely right i'm gonna go with joe i'm gonna go with joe this is this is this is correct yeah. so <laughs> yeah no no it's, it's correct you 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 realize when you listen to the announcement just to simplify it that we have realized that we built world-class capability for our CDP, but actually the rest of the enterprise, the rest of the customer 360 should be benefiting from all those capability. Why would you not want to ingest data in real time, doing UID matching and so on and so on across the entire customer 360 for other use cases than marketing? Well, you would, and now you can, you can do it. And this is basically, this basically, there's nothing basic about that, but it's what Genie is helping you do, you know? And yes, there's the real time element of it, but it's giving you all of that. That's superb. Thanks, Max. It's clear to see why Genie is your number one takeaway from Dreamforce this year, but there was more. So, so what else was there? You know, there were some really exciting partnerships announced at, uh, at Dreamforce, I heard. Uh, maybe you could give us some of the, uh, you know, some of the big headlines. Yeah, sure. So, and there were a lot. So there was the Amazon partnership uh, with SageMaker. There was Snowflake. We had partnership with Meta, uh, Google, such YouTube. Uh, we had WhatsApp was one of the big ones as well. And I probably forget a few. <laughs> so there's so much in all of that. Obviously, Snowflake's important. What's the value of the Snowflake partnership? What's so cool about that? Yeah, so Snowflake is one of the leading um, leading uh, data warehouse um, software provider uh, on the market. And a lot of our customers are actually using them today. Mm -hmm. So they've gone through an extensive work of joining the data together in Snowflake. Now, with this partnership, what we're actually telling our customers is that they can actually leverage that within a couple of clicks with zero copy data for marketing purposes. So our CDP is now able to read and leverage data from Snowflake and vice versa. Once you run your marketing and the data is coming back, you know, performance data and so on, all of that, all the unified profile, for instance, that the CDP has unified, all of that can go back into Snowflake, again, using zero copy data functionality, which is big, especially if, uh, in some industries like FinSo, where regulation is everything, not having to duplicate the data one more time for another line of business, it's, 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 it's a great advantage. Fantastic. And there's another one that you mentioned there that I don't know much about. What's SageMaker? Yeah, so SageMaker, another exciting partnership. SageMaker is probably one of the favorite tools for, uh, for all data scientists at the moment. This wow. is where we can build AI model, use machine learning, and run this model uh, around across uh, a various amount of data in order to produce an output. Output is TBD, whatever that is you want your AI to do, uh, you can do it in SageMaker. Up until now, the ability to consume the output of SageMaker was limited. With this partnership, the, you can simply connect SageMaker and the CDP in order to be able to benefit from any additional insights. So you could have a, a very smart and elaborated ID matching algorithm 
you know, uh-huh. and that would be able to lose it straight in the CDP. You could have another one helping you figuring out what's the next best action for your customer, but that's very proper to your business, and you yeah. can't expect that out of the box from any any vendor out there. Well, that's mm-hmm. a great news. You can now connect it to SageMaker and make it happen, you know, and that's leveraging the same service uh, in the back end as the Snowflake uh, partnership, which means it's a zero data copy functionality as well, which is great. Smart. I think there was a couple more that you mentioned, um, testing my memory here, but you talked about Meta and WhatsApp and also Google and YouTube. Yeah, so so yeah, I thought those ones were quite impressive as well. Um, the partnership with Google is interesting. Um, so now straight from the CDP, you can activate to a, a various range of partners. So we talked about, you know, Google, Meta and, uh, and Amazon. Uh, so the ability to take the CDP segment freshly updated, I think real time, if you, if you follow me up to now, uh, and then push it out to Google or Amazon or, you know, and all the, all the wall gardens essentially within a couple of, um, couple of clicks. What I find great with this announcement is that like, if that was not enough to be able to go there, we also announced another announcement around the ecosystem of partners that we have on the platform mm-hmm. that can extend the capability beyond Facebook and Meta. So for instance, if you wanted to activate your data to reach out people in TikTok, mm-hmm. because this is where your audience is, then you can use it using uh, some of a partnership with the trade desk, live rep, Axiom, and a series of 12 out of the box partners that we have that, um, that you can use to activate your data. There's another one on Google. It's a unique partnership as well. Google is now allowing us to push data to them and returning us the data enriched. That means that you build a segment in the CDP and suddenly it's enriched with demographic, affinity, interest. So you can use that to further personalize your your comms, which is which is something that no one else can do at, at the moment. It's kind of a unique partnership from that perspective. Yeah, that sounds like it could be really powerful. Can I ask a quick question then? So we talk about the CDP being the customer data platform. And we're not just talking about B2C businesses. We're also talking about B2B. Is that right, Max? That is correct. That is correct. Because when you think about it, uh, if you take it to a conceptual level, whether it's a B2B or B2C customer or B2B2C use cases, everyone needs to be able to hyper-personalize their, you know, the experience. You know, everything needs to be relevant at all time. If you look at the stats, you know, uh, stats are telling us that 86% of uh, of consumers or or customers will actually uh, decide not to do business with a brand if if the relevance is not there. It's just just an imperative. We need to be relevant. So Joe, really good question. For me, we always look too much at B2C as that place where we need to be hyper-personalized and B2B was less so. I think the future of B2B is B2C. The way we treat us consumers, the, the way marketers want to personalize everything for us in the moment, that's the way we should be treating B2B buyer. And that from a capability perspective, everything we talked about and everything we're listening to the market is relevant, you know? That's really good to know. That helps. I know that, you know, a lot of businesses think that they're alienated from this kind of future capability that's here now and they're not. So sit up and take note. 
Yeah, not at all. The the WhatsApp Meta partnership that's that's a really exciting, relevant one. Can you talk to us a bit about that? Yeah, sure. I think I think it's quite incredible that partnership because it's something that our customers have been asking us for for a long time. So what this is about is basically about enabling WhatsApp to be used across the entire platform. I know it's a marketing podcast, but this is something that we'll be able to use across the entire platform. WhatsApp is by far one of the like biggest, most popular um, messaging platform, isn't it? We all use it. It's a way of yeah. life. We, talk, we use it to talk to friends, family, two billion plus users. Well, now the idea is a company slash a brand will be able to use WhatsApp as a channel to reach out to their customer, reach out through every lines of business from a marketing perspective, but also if they're having an issue with a product from a service perspective, they can ask questions. If they need to help to buy from a commerce journey perspective, they can also do it. And the idea is that to provide a single thread for all interactions between a company and the customer. So that is quite big because when you, as far as customer experience is, uh, is concerned, talking about customers on their own terms is, uh, is something that we, 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 are trying to help with here. And I think we really, we're really going to nail it with this partnership. So can I just double check that I understand what that means, a single threaded conversation through WhatsApp? So if I use myself as an example and I'm going to reach out to, let's say, a department store, I'm, I know that not many of them exist anymore, but let's just go with that. Um, uh -huh. or, or actually, a better example would be I'm going to reach out to a bank. So if I'm going to ask, I don't know, if I want to let them know that an ATM is broken or it took my card or it didn't give the money out, I can message them through WhatsApp, but equally, if I want to say to them, actually, I've just won the lottery and I need to open a new account, I could still go through that same WhatsApp interface. I wouldn't have different... It's, it's exactly. This is exactly that. The same way you would talk to a friend, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and sometimes a friend you haven't talked to for a long time and mm -hmm. you're still opening your WhatsApp and carrying on the conversation from previously. Yeah. Yes. And you're going to have all the intelligence behind in order to be rerouted to wherever in the company. All right. So I it's, think that's so it, exciting. I mean, if I if I take that really bad example of the ATM doesn't work because who actually uses physical cash anymore? But that aside, imagine I just took a picture of the ATM. I can prove where I was. That picture's going to have a timestamp. All of that data becomes valuable. And in an insurance you know, situation. I know they already do this and they say, take a picture of your car and it will automatically through AI analyze the damage. But the geotagging, all of that, you know, metadata associated to that WhatsApp becomes primary data for assessing your claim. It's correct. That is exactly that. This is, this is the beauty of it. It becomes one more channel, but for the entire company. So that's amazing. And I think it's exciting as well because it's a build on the, the multi-channel solution capability that's available in marketing today. Max, thanks for sharing everything that you discovered while you were there at Dreamforce. I know that um, we still need to do our homework and some of us are going to go off to Salesforce Plus and watch some of these. I know that there's demos because I've seen some of it myself. This is all great, but why have we done it? What's the what's the real reason behind why we've made these announcements? Yeah, I think it's it, it's all about helping brands build those trusted relationships, isn't it? Um, we know that relationship on static, customers constantly changing, and so is our data, which by the way is coming from all over the place. 
And uh, when we talked to customers, we, we realized that brands work with most of the time static data. They, they struggle to unify it all, right? Across not just marketing, but also commerce service beyond. So it's hard to get that single source truth. So basically all those announcements are about us realizing that to power those experiences that should be hyper-personalized, you need that single customer view of every customer updated at all time readily available for the next interaction to come so uh, look what's happening here is we are trying to help with getting all of the data all of that data unified in an automated and efficient way so everyone can save valuable time and marketing spend and truly improve that customer experience because there's nothing worse than reaching out to a company who isn't aware that you were on the phone two days ago complaining about something when actually they phoned you up to to sell you something. That's, that's correct, Joe. And I think I think I think it's just not it's not just me, right? It's the realization that we all have a lot less time and we all lot less patience. And we see everywhere, don't we? Like every time we have a great experience with a brand, we want that experience to carry on with all the other brands, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that good experience sets the bar for everybody else. So as soon as someone falls short of that, they're instantly rubbish. <laughs> That's, yeah, we, we, we're competing with everyone. Yeah. It's not with, only with the people in our industry or sector, definitely. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it for your top takeaways, Max. I'm sure there's loads more that you could talk about, but in terms of other than product announcements, what else can you tell us about Dreamforce? The event was big, it was massive. Uh, about 1,000 plus learning sessions were delivered, uh, 60 plus keynotes. It tells you a lot about the size of the, you know, the, the portfolio, the number of product announcements we're doing. Uh, we had 50 plus hands-on workshop. Uh, customers love it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just an opportunity to see the experts and uh, have a bit of uh, you know, advice from, from, from the experts and uh, um, a bit of help about you know, how can I make my business go faster, bigger, and so on. We also had a, a lot of speakers, uh, luminary speakers. Did you have a? Did you guys have a chance to have a look at the the the, the, the lineup of speakers we had? Uh, I sure year? did. Yeah, I mean, there was way too many for me to be able to take in, but there were a few that caught my eye. But but who who caught your eye then? Well, it was uh, it was uh, Magic Johnson. I mean, <laughs> I, was, I was a pretty basketball fan as a kid. Matthew McConaughey because well two things one the guy's cool whatever he says sounds cool it does. Uh, and the second thing it is very inspiring so um he's also made it into he's the voiceover of our opening video mm-hmm. uh for the, for the for the event highly recommend it al gore was there mm-hmm. again uh, from a climate activism perspective it was brilliant uh but also we had um, our own festival we had a, a dream fest so Dreamfest for people in the UK mm-hmm. is like it's like Glastonbury in San Francisco, mm-hmm. <laughs> where we went to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and uh, this is why you said it, Joanne, at the beginning of the of the of the of the quote of the podcast. It's, it's uh, we're here to learn, you know, get inspired, giving back, but also have a bit of fun. And that's that's you know, if you ask me what the event was about, it was pretty much about. That. You're really giving me a good vision of what it's like to go to Dreamforce and obviously it's a bit disappointing that I haven't been yet so hopefully uh, my turn will come and for those that are listening next time you hear about it if you get an opportunity to go don't miss it.
don't miss it don't miss it now there's so so much goodness to it and uh sustainability was everywhere from the moment we opened the show the video to every single session it was weaved into everything we we did and uh it, you know it shows it continues to be a top priority for us at uh, at salesforce we're still scaling up our um ocean research research program you know we we want to plant one is it I think it's one trillion trillion tree by the end of 2023 mm -hmm. so it's still very much active and uh and, and and we're helping companies just do that with the announcement of net zero cloud decarbonization mm -hmm. uh effort that we're trying to lead it was, it was quite a lot there so i think sustainability is definitely uh something we talked a lot about it's become one of our fifth value uh, yeah. as well so honestly max we, we, this topic Obviously, it's dear to everybody's hearts because without a planet, we don't have a future. But for me personally, on a side note, I think I may have mentioned it in previous episodes. I'm part of my local community and we're uh, called Litter Ladies. So everybody just needs to do their bit. But I know the biggest change comes from businesses. And for me personally, working in financial services, I know that where financial institutions invest is what's going to make the biggest difference to the planet. So part of the reason I chose to come to Salesforce is because of its values in terms of the planet being our number one stakeholder. So I actually hadn't realized that Al Gore was there. So I need to catch up on some of that too. So yeah, good share. Yeah, no, and uh, I think um, I think it's, um, it's just fascinating to see uh, that the company is really putting their money where their mouth is uh, mm. when it comes to that. On that very important sustainability note then, given flying is the worst thing we can do and we've missed the event, I've brought in Jonathan Beeston, our EMEA VP of Marketing Product, to ask him how we can catch Dreamforce fever. Well, that's a very good question. And uh, we have tried to make that as simple as possible by recording what we can and putting it onto Salesforce Plus so if you're not familiar with salesforce plus it's our video on demand service and we take all of the the best content from our events and we create lots of exclusive content as well um, and we put that onto salesforce plus salesforce.com slash plus plus um, and you can access it all there you'll need to log in the good news is if you're already a trailhead user your trailhead login will work straight away on that but if you're not uh, do sign up only take you two minutes and then there's hours and hours and hours of content and of course there's loads of stuff from uh dreamforce so what you can do there's a couple of things there you can go to the dreamforce tab um and you can um select uh videos by role so look out for the sort of orangey one which is marketers uh pick that and there's a selection of content from uh from everything we've done and and, and that content's going to build over time but um Right now, you can see uh, the whole of the Marketing Cloud keynote. So uh, that's about a 40-minute video. Yep. If, that's, if you're a fan of commercial breaks, you can build in your own commercial breaks because we've also chopped it up into four chapters. You can see everything about the great announcements we do with uh, Genie and how that's really powering Marketing Cloud and, of course, our customer data platform. And then uh, some really great demos, how we bring that, live, bring that to life with a couple of customers. One, you know, build a bear um and my boss features in that he's the guy who gets the bear with the great hair because he's got great hair too um, <laughs> but then um you know how that all comes together in those experiences and then we've got another great example more of a b2b example uh from uh, grammarly which i'm sure most people know uh, and have used at some point uh, and how does that all come together from, uh, from a b2b 
uh, point of view. And there's some great demos, and it's all brought to life. You can watch that as I watched it at home, uh, you know, in the comfort of your favourite uh, chair or room. Um, but there's other stuff as well. Uh, you know, the, the content we always want people want to hear. Tell us about the roadmap. Tell, what are you building? When 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 are we going to get it? So there's a great innovation and roadmap session uh, again, about 40 minutes, I think, uh, with lots of my peers on the product marketing side going right into the depth of every product we have in marketing cloud and then there's some great sort of insider stuff about you know the cdp about email marketing best practices and then of course topping it all off there's a great uh, keynote for genie featuring formula one um and how all that comes together and you know the amazing work that formula one are doing and how we're helping them connect their billions of fans across the world um, as everyone follows the, the races across the year. Brilliant. That's amazing. So I think what you're referring to, because I've logged into Salesforce Plus here and had a sneaky peek, is episode six is king. If you watch nothing else, just catch that one. There we go. Well, that's a good recommendation. And see what also is in there, go beyond Dreamforce now, is you know the content we're always asked for is, how does Salesforce use Salesforce? There's a whole series there which you can uh, watch in one go if you want it's 18 episodes every function of salesforce every product of salesforce how we use it i really recommend it whether you're a marketer or uh, in it or in operations or wherever uh, it's really good content as well so you know once you, once you've had your fill of dreamforce uh, there's lots more in there for you to to enjoy again in the comfort of your own home without having to get on a flight to san francisco <laughs> which we all wish we could do but sadly we can't all do so brilliant thanks jonathan really appreciate Bye. the updates thank you max it's been absolutely brilliant having you on the show today thank you for coming back and making the time for us we know that you're in huge demand so thank you for allowing us to chat with you so that we can share all the goodness that you've discovered with our audience today thanks ever so much thanks for having me thanks max that's it for today thanks for listening hit subscribe to get notified of new episodes. Reach out to us on LinkedIn or email us at podcastuk at salesforce.com. We'd love to hear your feedback or get suggestions for new content. Mm-hmm.